0: Yes. Hi. Hi. I'm in a good mood today. You are? Yeah. So far. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough that we might even be able to do some kind of activity after this.
1: Whoa. Whoa savers uh, maybe so is that too intense
0: it is an intense activity but i would love to have cute things to wear so i don't know it's a tension in me
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you know
0: it's a dance
1: i gotta get some like bed sheets to turn into uh, fitted bodices oh that's a sewing term
0: i know what a bodice is oh okay <laughs> i'm not a peasant
1: sorry it was a weird
0: flex i apologize yeah it's okay <laughs> But apology accepted and necessary. I mean, if we go to Sabres I probably want to get my hand-me-downs together, which means you need to go through the hand-me-downs. Maybe I should just do that all another time.
1: Maybe that can be our activity. We just go through your clothes. And that's like a nice little easy not going out activity. Yeah. What do you think? Are you excited about the idea of like actually...
0: I'm excited about the idea of getting out of the house.
1: Oh, well, we can also do that sort your stuff and then do something like go to a pretty place and sit or walk
0: yeah i'd like to take a walk today it seems like really nice weather it's been
1: crispy yeah i love crisp
0: yeah crisper
1: yeah that too
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh michael hi how are
1: you i'm you know i'm good i'm happy i'm fine I went to the gender doc, mm-hmm. and uh, the resident a resident saw me before the doc saw me. Uh-huh. And the resident, I don't know what was up with the resident. They were some kind of queer. They were some mm-hmm. kind of who knows. They were definitely assigned queer at birth, or they should have right. been. a quab. <laughs> they were a quab. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Recommended the pod to them. They were very excited. They were Jewish. This was an informed consent place, so everyone was, was pretty chill, at least the people mm-hmm. that I interacted with. And then the doc was very... Um, you know, kind of like jacked on cocaine...
0: Right, she's my doctor as well, and I can confirm she is very energetic.
1: Yeah, she's like an enthusiastic power dyke, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very accurate description.
1: Which is kind of exactly what you want in a doctor.
0: Eh, well, you know. It's a, you know, it's it's okay. It works.
1: She may listen to this episode, just so you know.
0: Oh, no. Well, yeah. if you listen to this episode, <laughs> for my favorite doctor I've ever had.
1: We're going to not include your name.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. If you listen to this episode, bloop.
1: I'm just always going to put in Mandy Patinkin. Oh
0: my God. Don't put in Mandy Patinkin. Not everything is about Mandy Patinkin, Michael.
1: I think everything might be.
0: (laughs) Fundamentally.
1: So, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm chilling. I'm, uh... Got some job interviews lined up, mm-hmm. edited the bonus material for the patrons, Oh yeah, which that's is exciting. exciting. That's
0: very exciting.
1: And we got so many texts and uh, voicemails to go through. I
0: know, the Talmud Hotline is blowing up.
1: It's blowing up, we love it. Thank you. We're gonna do eps with featuring you guys soon. We're just gonna get through some Halloween shenanigans first.
0: We're gonna do Halloween. Today we're doing necromancer. And then next week we'll have Benya on to talk about spook out. Mm-hmm. And then we're probably going to have a whole long run of listener episodes. And then after that, we're working up a really cool block of content. I don't want to yeah. tell you what it's about yet, but it's going to turn you gay.
1: We don't want to overpromise and under deliver. Right. But yeah, it's going to be super gay and you're going to love it. Hava, tell them what the Talmud hotline number is.
0: If you want to call the Talmud hotline and leave us a voicemail or text us, you can reach us at 401-484-1619.
1: Right, right. We may not respond, but we read every text.
0: It's true. We probably won't respond immediately. In fact, we'll both talk to each other to try to figure out the perfect text and which emojis to use to send back to you.
1: Oh, my God. Sounds like a lot of work. That's exactly what we do, though. I mean, it's not like we're dating them. Isn't it, yeah it is kind of like we're dating you Hava yes what's new what's new with you What's happening?
0: <laughs> Baruch Hashem. I am feeling better. My nerves are better right now. They're on the better part of the moon cycle. Oh, nice. And my depression is not so bad. My anxiety is a little crazy right now, but I'm trying to roll with it.
1: Oh, yeah. Feeling a little anxious.
0: Yeah, feeling anxious. I have a class coming up on Wednesday that I'm teaching about the Mishnah. I just always get anxious before I teach. Anytime before I teach, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to be smart enough? Are they going to like? me no matter how many times i teach i still have that same feeling
1: oh that's cute maybe it'll dissipate over the course of your life
0: i hope so i would love to not feel that way yeah i'm also excited about that class so It'll be cool. Yeah, I've been reading some Ursula K. Le Guin recently. That's been nice. That's gay. Yeah, it's wicked gay. And I've been back on my davening game recently, which has felt really good. Oh my gosh, Michael, I've been waiting to tell you this really tender thing. And maybe this won't go in because it's too tender. But I've been thinking about whether I should tell you or not. Okay. But did you know that I pray for you? What? Yeah. What? Oh, wow. You pray for me? Yeah. What do you... What? Like... Uh, what, what kind of, uh, give me the What deets. kind of wishes yeah. am I putting out there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Usually in the free form section of my morning prayers, you know, there's a section where I sort of have some time to like say whatever I want to say.
1: Okay. It's like the contact
0: improv exactly. section of the prayer. <laughs> exactly. The contact improv portion of the Amidah. Uh, I don't know. Usually I just ask, you know, I've, I wish upon you, I pray upon you that you have the wisdom and grace necessary to navigate every moment oh wow yeah that's gay yeah i've been praying for you especially recently with this hrt thing you know that you'll just have whatever wisdom you need i've really
1: come around to having boobs by the way Ha! i'm just like you know i would look good with boobs
0: sure sure you know i've never contested that
1: uh, yeah i've been doing a lot of staring in the mirror mm-hmm. imagining I'm
0: looking at the man in the mirror <laughs>
1: I'm hoping that he becomes a woman. <laughs> if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself. And take some hormones.
0: Yeah. What
1: was I going to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been like staying up real late looking at Reddit posts on mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on like trans breast timelines and like ask Welcome FTMHRT. To it, bitch. Tanner stage 3.4. Only trans
0: girls know about Tanner stages. Oh my God. Welcome to it, baby.
1: Estrone to estradiol ratios in your blood. Like,
0: fuck. Yeah, I know. You gotta become a fucking chemist
1: there's some science bitches out there
0: i know i think we've bantered enough
1: yeah yeah let's get on with it
0: this is another episode in our high halloween series and today's theme is necromancer which is one i'm very excited about because whenever there's an option to play as a necromancer in a video game i always choose that option oh really (laughs) yeah i don't know what it is that excites me about raising the dead maybe because it's very emo
1: In heroes of might and magic like old school the necromancer is the easiest character to get a dragon
0: Definitely. Do you remember that? The bone dragon.
1: I oh, love that bone dragon. Yeah. So that's cool. Like, I've always been pro-necromancer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think necromancers get a bad rap, you know? I think they're, in the fantasy world, they're fulfilling a necessary niche. They're like the decomposers.
1: It's like being a cobbler or a tailor. Your name literally says what you do. Mm-hmm, it makes right. it takes away a little bit of the- The mystique. The mystique, right. Vampire. Sure. That Like, what?
0: What's a fucking vampire? Are you a vampire? Yeah, exactly. Are you an umpire? Like, we don't know. We just don't know. Well, now we're going to find out what the Talmud thinks a necromancer is.
1: All right, great.
0: Here's a little bit of text to get us started. The rabbis teach us which is a master of ancestral spirits. In the English translation that I have, this is translated as necromancer, which is what gave me the inspiration. But literally the term Baalov means master of ancestral spirit. This is someone who causes spirits to speak from between their joints or from out of their armpit. Wait,
1: who are they? <laughs> Who who's the they here?
0: Wait, what what do you mean?
1: Like the spirits are talking from their joints or the oh, spirits th- are coming out of my joints? I think
0: the spirits are coming out of the necromancers joints oh yeah which i don't really know practically what this is there like a ghost i don't know if the talmud is saying like necromancers are actually sort of like con artists who can just like make a ghost voice (laughs) through armpit farts
1: Okay, okay, all right. <laughs>
0: or if they're saying, like, they genuinely summon a spirit into their armpit and sort of, like, give it a noogie <laughs> wow. until it speaks. So very different than Heroes of Mind and Magic.
1: I do kind of like it. It reminds me a little bit of, like, the Shea Deem like, demons, and the, the idea that there are demons, like, everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. there's a demon that's in the space between your books or something like that. Right, totally. I kind of like this idea that, like, the spirits are hiding in, like, the joints of your bones Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's comforting for me personally
0: yeah i wonder if the spirits are already there in the joints or if the necromancer brings the spirits to the joints of all the joints in the world (laughs) yeah of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world she walks into mine
1: why did all these spirits have to come
0: into mine nobody puts baby in an armpit what's that from I don't know, It's from some classic movie. All
1: right, whatever.
0: This is my dance space. This is your dance space. I don't go into yours, you don't go into mine. Yeah, and so just to introduce a further interesting level of complication, the Gemara proceeds to bring several challenges against this. And so one of them, here we have, says, Tashma. So it just means, like, come hear this challenge. This is quoting from a story that comes out of 1 Samuel, where Saul, who at the time is the king, he goes to a witch to have her bring the spirit of Samuel back from the dead so he can consult it. It's
1: his daddy, right? Or his Uh, granddaddy? No,
0: it's not his daddy. Samuel is not related to him by blood, I don't think. I mean, not in any obvious way. Samuel is the former high priest and a very important prophet. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Who's now dead. Part of the interesting thing that comes up in this story in the Tanakh (laughs) is that Saul, before he finds this witch, he sends his soldiers out to look for a Ba'alat-of, which is a like a lady master of the spirits mm. and it's interesting that he uses that phrasing exactly in the tanakh like he doesn't say go find a baal of which is what the talmud used he specifically asked for a lady necromancer
1: a lady necromancer right a necroman
0: tricks <laughs> love it a necromancier so she summons this spirit up And Saul says, what are you seeing right now? And her response to Saul is, I see a godlike being coming out of the earth. The word that she uses to describe the spirit she sees is literally Elohim, which, as you know, is a word we use to refer to God all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite unknowable quantity. Yep.
0: So that's one cuckoo part of this. So the Gebarah... Brings this as a potential challenge to say, well, this bitch is not, you know, bringing a spirit between her armpit, you know? Right. Like we said previously, the Gemara refutes this, but without any proof. Without any proof at all, it just says, does this verse not mean to say that the dead person spoke on his own? And then the Gemara says, no, the dead person sits between the joints and speaks. No fucking proof text provided afterward
1: okay so what happened in the beginning was like hey spirits talk from the joints uh-huh. of necromancers
0: yeah let's say you said that i said that spirits talk from the joints of necromancers and i said but what about that story about saul where the spirit comes up out of the earth
1: and then what do i say i'm like and
0: then you just said no
1: <laughs> i just said no
0: incorrect <laughs>
1: Wow, okay. That's,
0: okay, wow. Yeah, I mean, far be it for me to question the logic of our sages of blessed memory, but...
1: So Elohim, I guess, can also refer to just your everyday generic spirit that you uh, summon.
0: That's an interesting point. So this is actually the way that the lady necromancer is describing what she sees. So we don't necessarily have to take it as being of the same authoritative status as other statements. And is the of.
1: necromancer Jewish?
0: I assume that she is, but we don't know.
1: Because I can imagine like some Jews seeking out some like esoteric right. necromancer and that she's a pagan and she summons spirits and it's like another demigod or whatever. Right, but the totally. Jews know best, or, of course. Of
0: course. Of course.
1: No, that's just Bernie, you know. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You know? Summon Bernie from the grave.
1: Like, don't let him hear that you're calling him a demigod. Right. right.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether this woman is Jewish or not. It's not clear in the story. She's a woman who lives in the kingdom, but I think there are definitely non-Jews living in the kingdom, so... I don't really know what the situation is. Yeah,
1: unclear, unclear.
0: Another thing I'm curious about is, like, where does this myth come from about speaking from between the joints? Like, what is the connection between death and our joints? I don't
1: know. I think there's something, like, that squicks people out about joints. You know, makes people feel uncomfortable, reminds them of their... The fact that they're made out of dust joints, it's like this mechanical...
0: It reminds you that you're a machine made of meat.
1: Yeah, it's like a meat machine.
0: This doesn't have to go in the podcast, but don't you have a thing about fucking people's armpits? No. No? What? It must be someone else. <laughs> what? I don't fuck. I can't keep all the bitches I fuck I don't right? just... What? Oh my god, that needs to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Ugh. I don't know. Sorry to reveal to you listeners that I've gotten around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hava is. I'm a woman of valor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You've, you've handled yourself well in battle.
0: And others. I've handled myself and others with care sexually.
1: You're very caring. You're very nurturing, I would say.
0: Yeah. I know as a, Teacher of Talmud, I'm not supposed to be sexual or coarse in any way. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be a pure sage on the mountain, but that's just not who I am, bitches. Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. Get used to it. Yeah. Well, do you have any other big takeaways about necromancers? I don't
0: really have any takeaways. I guess it's just yeah, super interesting how different the Talmud's conception of necromancy is from like the one we were referencing in mm-hmm. Heroes of Might and Magic. It's a lot more, um, a little bit boring.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, magic.
0: It usually turns out to be boring. Yeah,
1: it usually ends up being pretty boring. <laughs> That's the
0: surprise.
1: I think it's interesting. Across all these Halloween episodes, we kind of get the uh, the good shit. Like, whoa, there's necromancers. Whoa, there's witches, and yeah. no explanation of the process of becoming those. Oh, no yeah. explanation of how it fits into like Jewish life in general, mm-hmm. no pedagogical methodologies, nothing. We're just like, boom, it's there.
0: Yeah, I imagine they like don't want us to be those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, there you go. Those are necromancers. Those are fucking necromancers. I don't know what else you want, people. Yeah, uh, that's what you're getting today. That's it. Uh, no bone dragons, sadly. No, yeah. Listeners, I hope you enjoy this short little tidbit of Talmud. You know, join our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Retweet this episode. Retweet it. Love us. Love me. Notice me. Notice me, listeners. If you want, come to my... Mishnah Beit Midrash I'll put the link in the episode description it's going to be over the next seven or eight weeks we're going to be studying Mishnah Pasachim it is donation based and it's going to be really awesome I'd love to see you there next week we're going to have Binya on to talk about Spukot. I'm really really excited about it and also I think the Wednesday after this episode comes out I'll be releasing the bonus episode on our Patreon where we talk about Hocus Pocus oh nice so if you're not a patron already become a patron so you can listen to our dope episode where we review Hocus Pocus focus as a jewish movie yeah that was fun yeah other than that you know just like i love you i like you and i'll talk to you next week
1: yeah talk to you guys next week
0: okay bye